Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Learn to Kick Fear with Love. Take action. Learn how internet marketers, real estate investors, and other entrepreneurs are overcoming their fears and making it happen and being successful. You know she's got the 411. It's time to kick those fears to the curb with love right now. Right now. Right now. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Lolita, a.k.a. Lo. Oh, my goodness. Happy New Year. I hope you guys are ready for 2017. If you believe it's going to be bigger and greater, it will. But guess what? You got to take action. Uh, I'm really excited about this show. I'm super excited about the guests that I have. Um, It's a little bit of a different show, if you will, topic, but I feel like it's really, really needed. I I felt really led um, to have this guest. His name is Mr. Peter O'Neill to come on the show. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited, guys. So Whatever you're doing, if you can tune out uh, Facebook, really focus on this interview because I think there's going to be some powerful things shared uh, that will impact and I think will even change your life. So without any further delay, I would like to introduce my guest, Mr. Peter O'Neill. Peter, are you there? I am here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm so honored to be a guest on your show. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you. And and before I allow you to share a little bit about yourself and what you do, okay? Um, I just want everybody to know that I found this this young man on Instagram. And you know, in the world of social media, and you have so many millions of people that are on there sharing, you know, their product or their services. This young man stood out, <laughs> and that's huge. That's huge uh, for me because I'm on social media daily. I think it's very important to connect with people, uh, especially in businesses and uh, for your business and services. But he stood out, so and that's huge. But Peter, thank you again for being here. And if you will please share uh, with the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I, in the beginning of of my career, I started in the information technology field uh, as a technician. And eventually, as careers go, I worked my way up the chain and uh, found myself in supervisory and management positions, which allowed me to uh, be in a role where I could not only hire talent for an organization, but help to 
uh, develop that talent and help to grow them within their role within the IT space. Uh, and after which I started working for a global financial company and they identified that this was a strong, uh, an area of strength in my life. And I was able to fly literally all around the world, helping associates to basically do their jobs and perform their jobs better. And it's something that I really found that I enjoyed. So I started an IT uh, financial and kind of like a financial and uh basically all-around consulting firm. Uh, we deal with financial services companies, doctor's offices. We deal with law firms. Anyone that's launching a company, uh, we go in and help them to identify their IT needs. And on top of that, I really try to uh, take folks under my wing that are younger and help to grow them and help them to identify areas uh, where they can improve in their careers and help them to work on their resumes and things like that. So that was going really well. Everything was great. And I got married and things just seemed like they were on the up and up. I got a house, I built it, you know, and I, I built my house at 29. And so I really felt like I was, I was really doing something and, uh, and almost just completely blindsided, uh, had some issues in my marriage. And if you've ever gone through any of my you know writings or postings, I always say I won't put out too much information about that because I really feel like some personal things are, should remain personal, but sure. my wife and I just did not work out and she wound up leaving and I was absolutely devastated. I mean, heartbroken. I mean, you're talking just, it was like someone just pulled the floor from underneath me and my whole world exploded. And at that moment, you really feel like, you know, you've accomplished all of these things at least for your own life, you know, accomplishments are dynamics. So something that I feel is an accomplishment for me might not be the same for someone else. But from my life and from my perspective, I felt like I had achieved a lot of my goals. And then this happened and it spiraled me into some of the worst depression. And I always heard of people going through depression and, 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 and having these, you know, just these, these thoughts and having to deal with these thoughts uh, of, of, of sadness and, 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 and not being able to find worth in your life. And this went on for months and months and months and months and months. And just between meeting people, uh, like my pastor introduced me to some people locally, uh, finding resources locally within my town and my community, talking to other people that had kind of a shared struggle, it helped me out of that. And one thing I always tell people about depression, when you're dealing with depression, even even when you get to a point where you can move on, it's almost like an angry little monster that kind of just pops up and you learn strategies to deal with that. So I wanted to help others who were dealing with uh, catastrophic things in their life, things that just seemed like they were so insurmountable. I wanted to help people and just encourage them and let them know that they could get through it, that there was uh, a tunnel that they could pop out on the other side and there would be light waiting for them and people cheering them on. And I started doing that about a year and a half ago and it's kind of just taken off from there. And I never really set off to be you know, anybody great. I just, I always figured if one person could benefit from hearing anything that I've been through and that there is some light on the other side of it, then 
then I think I've done a good thing. I think that's powerful. And did that, you know, all of these experiences build up to um, your book, um, uh, The Other Side of Tomorrow? Yeah, so The, so the Other Side of Tomorrow uh, is basically my own, and I'll say this disclaimer, I don't have a degree in helping people. I don't have, you know, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything. I can't prescribe anything. I can't, you know, pull any letters out and stick them behind my name. <laughs> I don't have that. But it's kind of my steps on how I was able to get through what I was dealing with. And I, I know that it worked for me. And I feel that a lot of the things that, that I've, that I've penned could possibly help someone else. And, uh, so right now I'm actually looking at distributing that through Barnes and Noble, both online and, uh, and in, and in brick and mortar stores. Oh, I think that is fantastic. Um, I know that, uh, you say that the writing helps individuals cope with the loss of, of loved ones and, and sickness, divorce, <laughs> alcoholism, and uh, many yes. other life-altering events. And I want to say this, as an entrepreneur, um, for those of us that have businesses and, and also people that still work nine to five um, and, and maybe in, in uh, positions of influence, when you go through life-altering um, situations... Um, whether it's death or sickness, it can really impact you. Uh, and before you know it, like you said, the D word, you're depressed. And um, and I, for those that, that have followed me for a while, I shared a little bit of that, you know, earlier in, in 2016 and even in 2013 with, with some of the tragedies uh, in my own personal life that I had to deal with. But if you do not deal with them, if you don't seek help, it it can really impact you. And sometimes you just have to kind of take a step back uh, from everything, you know, whether it's your business or maybe even, even if it's work and, and work through it. I know uh, different people's uh, way of being able to deal with depression is different, but being able to see it is, is real and being able to yes. put your finger on it. And uh, if, if you can talk, talk a little bit about that and maybe some of the people that you've helped uh, along the way, you know, maybe some of the things that you shared with them and, and helped them through. So you mentioned something that I, I also want to touch on. It's for people like us, it's it's bad enough to go through something, but then on top of that, we have the audacity to want to be an entrepreneur or run a business or at the very least be ambitious in our careers. And that is stressful enough. Yes. Trying to keep up with all of the paperwork for having just a small, I mean, my company is small, just for dealing with that is full time. And it drains you mentally. You come home and you're, you're still in on mode when you get in the door. When you add on top of that feelings of sadness or depression or even something that is just catastrophic, like losing a loved one, uh, having financial trouble or whatever it is, because you know, the spectrum of what could cause someone to spiral into depression is huge. When you combine the stress of depression or sadness with the stress of running a business for an entrepreneur, it could be completely devastating. I mean, it can shut you down. And yes. one of the things that I try to 
impress upon others is that I wish that I had talked to someone sooner. We tend to think that we can handle it on our own because as entrepreneurs, we're like, well, I'm going to do my own thing, right? You know, we work somewhere maybe for a little while and we say, you know what, I could do this on my own, as was in my case. So we tend to be fixers. We tend to say, okay, what's the problem? I can fix it. Okay, I'm sad. I can fix that. Okay, somebody passed away. Okay, I know people pass away. I'm going to internalize it. I'm going to just deal with it because I got to handle my business. But what happens is it snowballs, right? So you start off, you're cool the first week, you're cool the second week. You might even be cool the first month or two after your initial grieving. But beyond that, it just comes to smack you in the face like a ton of bricks because you've never actually dealt with the underlying issue which caused your depression. You've never allowed yourself to grieve. You've never allowed yourself to just reflect. You, you internalized it and you kept on moving forward. And I tried that and I actually went through a second phase where I was completely broken again. And this is actually in my book. My brother came over to my house. I'm in there. And he has a key, he unlocks the door, he comes upstairs and finds me, and I'm just sitting there. I got maybe about six or seven empty beer bottles surrounding me, and and he just kind of shakes me up. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't care about anything anymore. And that's when I realized, okay, I need to talk to someone. Yes. So one of the first things I tell people is you need to go get help. And after you get that initial help, if you get it from someone who's trusted, someone who has had experience dealing with others and helping them to overcome the situation they're in, then they can point you to immense resources locally. I, I'm a huge, advocate of, a huge advocate of local. If you go online, you Google, yeah, you can read stuff. That's all well and good. But I'm a huge advocate of find someone, whether it's in your house of worship, whether it's someone at your you know, local community college. or And people are everywhere. Counselors are yes. everywhere. And... If you can find someone that you can talk to, then they can point you into uh, meetups, local meetups, support groups, other people that have dealt with what you're going through. And you can begin to network and connect. And those people can help to take some of that pressure off of you. And once that pressure begins to come off of you, it's like a release valve. And then you can start, okay, let me focus on my business. Let me focus on my real estate. Let me focus on my retail. And I've got all of these other people that are helping me to deconstruct this depression that I'm dealing with so I can manage it. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, and it, it's so many things that you shared w- within that. Um, yeah, that I'll, I'll just leave it there. That's, that's excellent. And I, I want to say for your website, I'm actually, you know, here on your website, one of the things that you have on here that I'm a huge believer in as well not only do you surround yourself with people um, that can help you, that genuinely love you, and, you know, whether, like you said, it's in, in your place of worship, family member, or professional counselor, whatever the case may be, but you really have to, you got to, when you wake up in the morning, you got to speak to yourself, you know, yes. <laughs> after you do your prayer or your meditation or whatever, you have to speak to yourself. I'm a huge believer in, in, in daily affirmations. And uh, you have one here on your site that I love. And, um, and for everybody that's listening, go to Peter on uh, Peter. What is that? O- O'Neill. I'm sorry. Peter Go to Peter You'll see it there yep. under affirmations. And um, I'll let you share, you know, whatever other contact information that you want people to connect with you on. But I just wanted to share that. It's you have to speak to yourself. And you want to talk a little bit about uh, the power of your words. 
Yes. So I am a firm believer that what you say just becomes a thing. And I am you know, a Christian, but I also believe that just beyond that, so many people also believe that what you say just comes back to you. And in more ways than one, I believe that, you know, what you speak goes out into the universe. And I also believe that what you say to yourself programs you, right? So if you wake up every morning and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so ugly. I'm just so ugly. Eventually you're programming yourself to think that way where you don't even have to say it. Your subconscious is like, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. So no matter what you put on, you go to the store to try and address, I'm ugly. You know, you go to the, the, the barber shop and they cut your hair, I'm ugly. You're already programming yourself to think that. So in the reverse, you can program yourself to, to, to achieve anything that you can imagine. So if I'm programming myself and I say, okay, I'm going to be great every day, I'm not going to give up on myself, I'm not going to give up on other people that believe in me, that, that's huge. And your, your, your subconscious, after you say that to yourself fairly regularly, your subconscious begins to just absorb that. Where even if you don't say it, that's what you're believing yes. every day. That, okay, no matter what I run into, my car breaks down. Okay, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to handle it. I'm not going to let that knock me down. Okay, um, but I, I don't have any money in the bank today. You know what? It's just a stumbling block because I'm going to strive for being great. It doesn't even matter. I'm going to get through this. Once you start programming your mind to think that way, things that would be big obstacles for some people become little obstacles for you. And then you'll notice people around you are like, oh, my gosh, how did you deal with that? Yes. Car broke down on the interstate and you're, you're smiling. Well, because you know what? I'm alive. I'm here. Yes. I can get a tow truck. I'm good to go. And that programming is so important. So what you say to yourself and what you say out of your mouth goes out and it comes back to you and it gets downloaded into your mind. So you really have to be careful of what you say. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, it's, it's one other thing that I, I remember when I was in college and I was having a hard time. I was off on a way uh, from my family and, um, you know, younger, you know, younger, younger woman here off in college. And I, I was just going through some things. And I remember calling um, uh, an uncle and uh, my uncle James and I was just talking. That's to my middle name. James is my middle name. Oh, really? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> and I remember calling him because I was really down and uh, I was just having a hard time adjusting. I wasn't happy. And I, was, I think I was just complaining about some things that happened. And I think I was crying. And one of the things that he said to me after I finished, he just simply said, well, you know what, niece? He said, worser things have happened. And I have never forgotten that. So that's one of the things that, you know, even now with, with things that I go through, things that happen, there's worse situations that could happen and that do happen in other people's lives. In other words, it could be worse. Right. So like you said, that flat tire yeah, I can smile about the flat tire because, because what? Because you know why? Because it could be worse. It could have been while I was in a, a traffic accident, a car accident, it was killed. So yeah, you have to think about it like that. And um, oh my goodness. And I, I just remember that. And I want to share that. And, and what did you want to say? No, I said that's a great point. 
Awesome. Well, I, I, goodness, I, I can go on and on with you um, talking about this. But can you share some take action tips that people that's listening to this that may be dealing with some de- some depression that may be struggling um, in an area of their life where they just don't have the motivation and, and you know it's just hard for them to get out of the bed, regardless of how good business is going. <laughs> there's still uh-huh. some things that has happened in their lives. What, what are some take action tips that you can share with them that they can do now to start to come out of out of that? Well, as as business owners, we when we find ourselves going through something that affects us mentally or internally, we have to understand that no matter how good we are, it's going to affect our business and our brand. And I know that you have a a heavy uh, interest and influence into the real estate side of, of, of the business spectrum. Yes. And one of the things about real estate, from what I understand of it, uh, is you, you are a brand, especially if you're a real estate agent. You know, you are your own brand. People are dealing with you when they're buying a house, when they're uh, dealing with buying a property. They're they're working with a person. And your ability to provide effective customer service hinges upon your ability to master yourself mentally. And you could be dealing with something catastrophic, and then you go to meet with a client, and a client says something that you don't like. Who knows what you're going to say to them? (laughs) And... It might not be the kind of person you are normally, but when we're dealing with things that are stressful, we find ourselves saying and doing things that are out of our character. So the first thing I would say to an entrepreneur that that defines themselves into into just a horrible situation is get the help you need and figure out how to, if you can financially afford to do so, take a step back from your business for a few days. Take some time off. If there's someone who can step into your role for you, call them up and say, hey, look, I got some folks on my calendar this week. I need you to meet with them. Reschedule what you can. Give yourself an opportunity to just be with your mind. Clear that out. Come up with a mental game plan. Because if you don't, not only is it going to affect you, but it's going to affect your business. So after you kind of figure out how to disengage yourself mentally from your business, then you can deal with whatever it is that you're going through. So let's say you're going through a loss of a loved one and you're going through the grieving process. If you're someone like my situation, I was able to go to my house of worship when I was going through my divorce. My pastor was able to provide me some counseling. And I know that not everybody's in that situation. Not everybody believes the same things, but a lot of people have access to someone like that. And that would be, for me, step number two, if I could make a you know, recommendation. You get your help first, disengage, then start to really involve yourself possibly with some counseling. Find someone that can kind of be your accountability partner so they can call and check in on you and say, hey, how are you doing? I know it's been a week. Hey, how are you doing? I know it's been a month. Are you good? What do you need? Do you need me to run to the store for you? You'll be surprised at what people are willing to do for you, the people that actually genuinely care about you. Uh, and then the third thing that, that that I would have done if I were going back with all of the hindsight <laughs> that I have now <laughs> would be to strategize. I, I literally, I write every week in journals. And so I would go back 
and just start to outline what I wanted my life to look like next week, what I wanted my life to look like next month, what I wanted my life to look like six months from now, and start to envision myself there, right? So, okay, I know my business is okay. Where do I want to be as a person in six months? Well, I want to feel like I can date again. That you know, that would have been my thing. I want to feel like I can go out and meet some people. I want to feel like I can go out and be social again. And once you start to set up those specific goals, you can start to progress and you'll find yourself moving further away from what you were dealing with. And the more distance you can put between yourself and that, you'll find yourself being able to focus on what's important for you, which would probably be business and family. Absolutely. Oh, it's very, very powerful. And uh, you're 100% right um, on that. You know, even with, you know, stepping away from the business, and that's something I had to do. One of the things that I, I did a lot of uh, last year was periscopes. And, um, and it's very effective, <laughs> you know, um, you know, communicating um, with people that are interested in, you know, what you have to share. But as I started, you know, dealing with, um, you know, the deaths and, you know, tragedies that, that, that were going on, I couldn't even fake it. And that's how I knew. I said, you know what? I need to get some help. I need to step away from the from the business. <laughs> and I need to get some, you know, when you can't put the face on, when you can't put that smile on, it, and it just wears you down, you have to be able to step away from the business. And, and, and thank yes. God I was able to, you know, to do that and, and get the help and the assistance and, and the guidance that I needed, you know, during that time. So you're 100% right on that. Um, that's fantastic. Well, Peter, is there anything else that you want to share before we end uh, this interview, which has been fantastic? Oh, it's, it's, it's been my pleasure. I, I'm so glad that you found me. I mean, the content that you have is amazing. Uh, I think I, I, I sent you a, a message the other day and said that I literally was sitting in my dining room with my headphones on like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is fantastic stuff. <laughs> uh, my you. website is, I like to think of it as a continual work in progress. And I think everybody kind of makes that claim. Uh, I'm really trying to put together a site and it's for, for where I want my website to be right now. It's in its infancy. Like it's, it has, Oh, I love Not it. Not nearly it's, enough of what I want it to have. Oh, I love it. It's great. And the, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I love the uh, the concept that you have here with your Instagram, the the level up. Uh, mm -hmm. I love that. I, I love that. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's effective with what you have on here right now. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to share that <laughs> with you. <laughs> I, um, I, I really just want to have a, a, a space where people can go and find uh, content and materials that they need that can help them. So the website, I think you mentioned it earlier, is peteroneal.com, O-N-E-A-L. And I invite whoever feels that they want to pop onto the page and, and, and take a look. If you can get something from it, please get whatever you can use. Please bookmark it because we're really trying to add a lot more. Uh, and I just want people to have access to things that can help them. And then my, uh, like you said, my Instagram and my Twitter and all of my social media accounts are linked to the site. So that's probably the best way to best way to find me. Absolutely. You guys go and visit Peter's website. Go do that now. Go to peteroneal.com. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, just, you know, 
connecting with him on Instagram and, and, and what I saw, um, again, it, it made me, I just felt led to reach out to him, uh, to have him on my podcast. And, uh, that's rare, uh, for me to, to do that. Um, and I'm very grateful, uh, Peter, again, for your time and taking time, uh, to do this interview and continued success and, uh, hope to continue to uh, connect with you and, and do some other things here in the near future. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and take action. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.